I've struggled to find some dispersed boondocking spots here in the Pacific Northwest. In this episode, I take you with me on another scouting trip. Let's just see what we find. Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of fours base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. Ever since we purchased our trailer, I've wanted to do some boondocking. According to the public lands inventory, there's over 19.8 million acres of public land in Washington state. Therefore, the odds should ever be in our favor. Yet, I've only boondocked for a weekend once on a trip out in eastern Washington. I would like to be able to do more. Back in episode 33, my son and I headed up into the Cascade Mountains on a quest to scout out some possible dispersed camping spots. And while on that trip, we might have found one. I've yet to actually go there to camp because, well, there just isn't much in the way of activities nearby for us to go see and do. So go back and listen to episode 33 if you haven't heard that episode before. But needless to say, I've been on a search for more ever since. As RVers, we are a good group of folks who enjoy sharing info, and one RV couple shared their GPS coordinates with me on a secret spot that they like to go to routinely. I've been meaning to check it out, and so I finally made the trek up into the Cascades, but this time a little farther north, up in Whatcom County. I brought along my field recorder so you can listen in and experience this as we do and hear what we think as we first check it out. Please note that the very first audio clip, for some reason, has some static and hiss to it. I cleaned it up the best that I could, but it only lasts for a couple of minutes. I hope you enjoy. It's a beautiful, sunny fall day here in the Pacific Northwest. It's about 60 degrees, hardly a cloud in the sky. Uh, the sun is out, and we've got some, for us, pretty beautiful fall colors happening on this route. We are up currently in the kind of what I'd call the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. I have received some coordinates for some potential extra boondocking. As you know, this is something I've wanted to do a lot more of, and I haven't done it much at all. We are mostly uh, park campers, but we are driving up through the foothills right now to go check these coordinates out to see if this is an opportunity where I can drag our 26-foot bunkhouse up here and take the family and do some dispersed free camping on a lake so we could go fishing and paddling and not have cell service and just kind of play. So we're going to kind of check it out today and we wanted to bring you along to join us in this adventure because I really have no idea how it's going to turn out today. So let's keep our fingers crossed and I'll keep you posted. So we've pulled over, we are on a gravel road. It's a very pretty narrow two lane gravel road as we've been coming out, but there's a campground here. The campground's closed, so we just parked the truck at the closed gate and we're kind of walking through the campground just to kind of get an idea for what this National Forest campground uh, would be like. I've camped in National Forest campgrounds before. You know, it's typically vault toilet, no hookups, pretty minimal. But, you know, somewhat level sites. So we'll just kind of see. The biggest consideration that we have found on this scouting trip that's going to be a problem for somebody like me with a 26-foot bunkhouse and my one-ton diesel 
is where to turn around. I haven't really found a spot, so maybe if this campground was open, I could kind of come in here, cruise through the loop, and use it as my turnaround point. But even still, as I've been driving out this road and looking at some of these dispersed camp spots, they're great. If you're a car camper, they're fantastic. But I have not really found a spot where I could pull over safely with my trailer at 50 feet long to camp and spend the night. It's beautiful up here though, it is absolutely stunning. If you have a truck bed camper, no problem. If you have a small, you know, like a little teardrop or a scamp or a casitas or, you know, some just smaller trailer, you'd be fine. A class B uh, sprinter van would do pretty okay up here too. But, you know, it's just a lot of considerations, but it's beautiful. This is the spot, the coordinates, but what's interesting about it is there's no way I could get it. They have a teardrop trailer, so I don't know what they do with it. Wow. I mean, it's a cool spot, and it's got a beautiful view of the lake, but all of these spots are right off the road. And what we're just talking is that here it is, it's October. Granted, it's, you know, 60 degrees out, sunny, and a beautiful October day, and this road is busier than I anticipated it to be. This is a pretty highly trafficked road. So I wonder, it makes me wonder, you know, July, August, just how crazy it is out here during July and August. So, but again, I did not see any spots that I would fit. And I have no idea where I'd really be able to safely turn around. Here's the other thing about this road is while you're kind of right on the lake, which is very cool, it's a drop off. So finding kind of that easier access to the lake to go recreate on the lake is also uh, not very possible right from these camp spikes these campsites. You don't get to be able to just go and get right into the water or go fishing or swimming or paddling or whatever from it because you are very high up. Or not very high up, but anything. Probably 20 feet up? 30 uh, feet? If not higher, depending on where Maybe you are. Maybe higher depending on where you are on the road. So, man oh man. I had hopes for this place. Baker Lake Swift Creek has uh, trailers on something. Whoa, say that again? Baker Lake Swift Can we get there? Maybe. I don't know if it's closed. I think it's closed at the moment, but... Um, is that a... Oh, is that a forest service campsite? And there's trailers on satellite imagery. Because I don't do a lot of national forest camping. I've done it in the past with Pippa. When we had our pop-up. Um, you can't reserve those, right? Those are all first come, first serves. I don't know. Uh, I've never camped in them. I think they are. I do wonder what time the or time of year. Here's the Swift Creek, and it is closed. I wonder what 
the seasons are for National Forest campgrounds. I bet it is through Labor Day. How do they get back there? Right here? What's this? Let's take a look at this. This is uh, <coughs> Park Creek campsite. I don't know if I want to go down that. You know why? Because let's be honest, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come in here with my trailer. <laughs> oh, that's a sweet sound. Throwing all those rocks. All right. Let's pause and hear a word from our friends at RV Destination Magazine. RV Destinations Magazine is the premier provider of nationwide RV destination articles, sharing stories about the places you want to see for yourself. Subscribe today for digital or their new print magazine at rvdestinationmagazine.com. As you heard, we struck out on finding a spot, but that doesn't mean I'm giving up on this. It was a beautiful day to head into the mountains and to explore. We had a great time, so please don't get me wrong. I'm just really wanting to find a place where we can go and spend a weekend and camp for free. I'd like it to have some sort of nearby activities, either lake access for fishing, swimming, and paddling, or easy access to some nearby trails. Preferably not on a super busy road, but I also need a large enough turnout or parking spot that my 26-foot trailer and one-ton diesel truck will fit. Maybe this type of space is an illusion. But with millions of acres of public land, I have to believe that there's something out there that will work for what I'm looking for. I guess I'm going back to do more digital scouting using Google Earth, Onyx Maps, and Google Maps to try and find some dispersed spot that will work for what I'm looking for. I ask you though, do you boondock a lot on the west side of the Cascades? Let's say between Mount Rainier and the Canadian border? If so, how do you find your spots? And do you have tips and tricks for me to find these types of camping spots? If you answer yes, I would like to welcome you on the show and let's discuss this. Please send me an email at rv.out.west at gmail.com. Please remember that RV Destinations Magazine is offering a discount code for RV Out West listeners. That's you. So just use code RVOUTWEST10 to receive 10% off a subscription. You can sign up on their website at rvdestinationmagazine.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me via rvoutwest.com. I would also encourage you to start using the hashtag RVOutWest for your social media posts and share with our community about your camping and RV adventures that you've taken here in the Pacific Northwest. Our pit stop episode next week, I'm going to share about some great luxury items that are totally not needed for any RV camping trip, but these seven items just take your camping over the top and take it to the next level. It's going to be a fun one. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. 
RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook, where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.